Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And this is Bob Siegel. So, you'd like to believe in God, but... You wonder, how can I follow Jesus when I've had so many negative religious experiences? In fact, why should anyone become a Christian when there's been so much obvious hypocrisy in the church? Well, my friend, I sympathize. I really do. And I'm not going to act like there hasn't been hypocrisy in the church. Of course there has been. That's true of other religions, too. But we'll just keep it to Christianity today. Many have had bad experiences with church, and sometimes it's not bad because of the behavior of the church, just the boredom of the church. Maybe as a kid, you were dragged to Sunday school against your will. Maybe you used to throw spit wads as Mrs. Pumpernickel tried desperately to interest you in the missionary journeys of the Apostle Paul. You may have grown up listening to long sermons, anxiously looking at your watch to see how much of the game you were missing at home on TV as the pastor made his 16th point. Or perhaps you were not raised as a Christian. Instead, you have merely encountered Christians. Maybe some obnoxious personality tried to shove the gospel down your throat using all the tact of a lawnmower in a barbershop. Or possibly your rapport with Christianity had nothing to do with evangelism, but you have seen enough of life to observe that people who go to church often behave worse than the non-religious. Hypocrisy is often cited as a reason to reject the claims of Christ, and it is perhaps the most understandable reason. When the philosopher Bertrand Russell was asked why he never became a Christian, one of his chief complaints came from an observation that so few Christians seemed to take the teachings of Jesus seriously. A hypocrite is one who acts contrary to his or her beliefs. They state one thing, they do something else. They state a standard for everyone else. They personally do not live up to the standard, or at least not all the time. Now, I don't think anyone, Christian or otherwise, is completely free of this trait. I must certainly confess to such reoccurring inconsistency. At the same time, we must also remember that when Christians sin, that alone is not necessarily hypocrisy. It's sin. I'm not watering down sin. I'm not justifying sin. But sin is not unique to Christians. It's our joint heritage as human beings. And here's the thing. Unless a Christian is defining his beliefs and lifestyle as having reached sinless perfection, then such actions are not contradictory to the claim. The fact that we all sin and all need forgiveness is exactly our message. Now, if I did not live consistently with the message, that would be another story. That would be hypocrisy, the exact definition of hypocrisy. What would be some examples of not living up to the message? Well, if, for example, I offered the gospel to some, but not to others. If I taught that God forgives everyone and then refused to forgive certain people myself, that would be hypocrisy. If I claimed that it was important for you to go to church, but not for me to go to church, that would be hypocrisy. You get the idea. But simply sinning, that, ironically, is part of our message. That demonstrates the consistency of our message that we all sin, that we all need Christ. I do not claim to be perfect because I call myself a Christian. My claim is that of a covenant relationship with God in which he is at work in my life, slowly but surely changing the inner character. I have had many instances of downright rebellion against his rule in my heart, even after I repent and focus on God as much as I can with each individual thing he's trying to 
teach me. All that means is that I'm better than I was yesterday, but not as good as I will be tomorrow. What God does with me, he is willing to do with anyone. I am not superior or singled out in any way. Now, another important part of this discussion, although the born-again person does not claim perfection, we must also keep in mind that many of the people who call themselves Christians are not really Christians at all. It is easy for people to use this title because of the strong Christian influence upon Western civilization. This has created a variety of pseudo-Christian traditions from the sincere, faithful church attendee who does not understand what it means to know Jesus personally, to the horrible, bloodthirsty murderers of the Inquisition who did not seem to share even the slightest resemblance to the simple, loving message of the New Testament. My own people, the Jews, have been hounded and murdered for centuries in the name of Christianity, and this shameful horror kept me blinded to the real Jesus for quite some time. If hypocrisy is your concern, it may surprise you to learn that you actually have something in common with Jesus because Jesus hated religious hypocrisy and preached against it quite often. As a matter of fact, the religious rulers and hypocrites of his day were responsible for turning him over to the Romans for execution. I'm reading now from Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 through 23. Here's what Jesus says about hypocrisy. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say, to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me you evildoers. This interesting discourse given early in Jesus's ministry proved to be very prophetic. Therefore, hypocrisy in the church, while sad, is not a phenomenon which contradicts the words of Christ, for he not only spoke of hypocrisy, but hypocrisy in his own name. And it is Jesus himself and his claims that we are testing, not the church. Try to imagine some mere man, ambitious, anxious to start a following, gathering people to together before things even get rolling and saying, hey, can I have your attention? Great turnout, great turnout. I just want you to know that many of you who call yourselves my followers will be cast into hell by me personally. Just thought you should know. Not very likely. Such chilling honesty suggests from the onset that there is more to Jesus than meets the eye. He is making it clear that regardless of terminology or sworn allegiance, true Christians have two minimum qualities. First, a personal relationship with God. The term know, to know in Greek, referred to an intimate knowledge, a relationship. And then the second thing that we learn here, very obvious, an obedience to God follows this relationship. Although elsewhere in scripture, it is made clear that sinless perfection cannot be obtained in this life. Jesus is nevertheless telling us that true followers are at least on God's path. And his words here in Matthew let us in on a little secret. Those who aren't truly on the road with God can perform mighty religious deeds, even supernatural ones in some cases. This is a scary and sobering thought. Still, we conclude that religious hypocrisy is not a genuine reason with which to reject the real Jesus and his true teachings. This is Bob Siegel making the obvious obvious. The Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob.